Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. It's time for... I never saw that. Hey, Micah. Hi there, how are you? Uh... Oh, you don't sound so good. I actually sound pretty good right now compared to how I did sound a week ago. Yes. I, I have COVID, everybody. She's recovering. She, uh, if you listen to last week's episode, there was a little intro where she broke the news. Um, she did have COVID, but she does sound a lot better. She was hacking. I really thought that because I was vaccinated and everything and boosted, actually, am I boosted? I was boosted once, uh, that it was like going to be no big deal. Um, but it really sucked. The first night was really, really awful. So I'm just telling you all this because it is a big deal still. And um, don't get COVID. And everybody get fucking vaccinated if you haven't. Yeah. I mean, I'm sh- everybody's vaccinated by now. I'm sure it was they're not going to get vaccinated. better than if you hadn't been vaccinated. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I think I would have been in the hospital for sure. It's still very serious. And the next thing I'm going to say is not meant to um, undermine what you just said at all. But I do want to just make a funny thing happen. Great. I'm looking forward to it. You know what's worse than you felt during COVID? Even after being boosted and vaccinated what? and stuff. What? The movie we watched <laughs> yeah. this week. Good one. Yeah, so bad. That is true. It's not. Okay, that was a little insensitive, but um, it was pretty bad. It's it's bad. It's bad. It's so bad. I am really angry at Micah for making me watch it. He was so excited to watch oh, it. Oh, you're welcome. Micah loves to watch movies that he knows are going to be really bad because he those are his favorites to talk about. Well, just in general in life, I also like to watch movies that are really, really bad sometimes. I mean, it is fun it's to fun. talk about bad movies and all that. But yeah. but also, like people don't necessarily love listening to us bash things. Oh, they're going to love this, though, because no one in human history has ever not wanted to bash this movie after watching I it. I feel... <laughs> maybe some, Maybe a child somewhere. <laughs> maybe if you were a child out there and you loved this movie... No, no one's ever then seen. Not a single person ever. Seen. Us. We're the only people who've ever seen this movie. Tweet at me. I know it. We got it from the library, and I don't know why the library had it. Yeah. So I have some stats before we reveal what we watched. Okay. Um, so last week we watched um, a movie with Whoopi Goldberg in it, and she was a delight. And just, I have some questions for you. We Jen. wanted more Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. How many movies do you think Whoopi Goldberg has made? <sighs> just a rough guess. I mean, I don't know how many be- how many movies people make. I uh 50. Okay, way more than that. Seriously? Yeah. 100? Around around that. Okay. Um she has about 199 credits on IMDb, but a lot of those are TV and other things. As far as like feature films go. Yeah. Um the internet says around 108. IMDb lists what? about 104 films that she's been in in her career. Some God, of those, that's a lot of movies. Some of those she was just a voice. Some of them she acted in, like, in person and, like... Sure. Um, but out of those movies, I would say Boys on the Side was somewhere in the middle, maybe, of her best films. Like, near the top half, I'd say. Sure. Okay. 
I think that's fair. Um, I mean, her performance was great. This one I picked because it is, uh, this is our 101st episode. Yeah. And this is objectively, it's been rated by science. It's her 101st best film out of all her films. Out of 101? Out of, uh, well, 104 roughly about. Which ones are worse is what I want to know. I don't know. I think science made some mistakes (laughs) on that one. (laughs) Which is appropriate because science made a lot of mistakes in this film. Yeah. There were a lot of science mistakes that weren't really explained. So I don't know if they're, if I can blame them on science because I think they were more just like shit they threw at the script, mm-hmm. hoping it would make some sort of sense. Well, I think it was just a bunch of people walking around in dinosaur su- in like Muppet dinosaur suits. So. Have, have we even said the name of the movie? No. <laughs> you told me not to. You were going to do a big reveal. We're talking about 1995 or 1996's Theodore Rex. Why is it one or the other? Well, there's a long story there, Jen. We'll get into it. But it was uh-huh. released straight to video. Um, and it You're came kidding. out. No, I'm not. No, I, I know. I... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a direct-to-video <laughs> release. Um, it came out in the U.S. in July 1996. It was supposed to come out in 95. I think it was released in Europe in 95 uh-huh. because they were trying to retool it and figure out what the fuck they were going to do with this million dollar or millions and millions of dollars of trash they just created. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there were some actual special effects in it, so it was like... Well, they were not so special effects, I I think. mean, like, stuff blew up. Is what, Like, I took a note near the end of the movie, like, oh, oh yeah. well, at least some people got to blow some stuff up, because I was thinking about your brother, who does special effects and loves blowing things up, and, like, some cars blew up and yeah, some stuff. Yeah, stuff that shouldn't have blown up well, whatever. in any way that makes sense. My point is that yeah. that stuff is expensive to do, and they did big explosions, so it's not, like, a low-budget film. No, they spent... $33.5 million on it, oh, I think. Oh, God. That's... Maybe. Um, yeah, and before you go looking for it, it's not streaming anywhere. Um, no, we literally got it from the library. <laughs> we did. I think I already said that, but if I didn't... We got it in a movie marathon box from the <laughs> public library called Dynamite Movies. <laughs> yeah, it was just one on the DVD. It wasn't even its own DVD. No, it was. It was oh, its was? own DVD. There were five of them in this big box. It was like oh, a I Land Before was, uh, Time and Ice Age, oh. and they threw in Theodore Rex. Like, what else the fuck are we going to do with this thing? Put yeah. it in with Ice Age. Somebody might borrow it once in a while. Yeah, sure. Land Before Time is a good movie. Should have watched that one. <laughs> it came out way too early, though. I know that. Oh. I watched that one a ton when so, I was yeah. a kid. Little Foot. More Whoopi Goldberg. She's been on the podcast before, too. She was in Bogus. Yeah, which was another... Uh, Where she also played a cop. Not great movie. Um, I mean, she was good in it, I guess. I don't really remember. So I guess we could tell you the premise. Um, of this film. She was, she's a cop. She's the future's toughest cop, Katie Coltrane. Yep. And uh, her partner <laughs> is a dinosaur named Theodore Rex <laughs> in a dinosaur suit. Like, a la no, the like, TV show Dinosaurs. Yeah, like, I actually, w- did the same people make this that made that show? I don't know. Because it felt like the same dinosaurs I and tried, the same kind of humor. Yeah, like, I tried to kind of look up some of that. Um, I'm sure some of the puppeteers were the same people involved and the suits looked kind of the same. I, I honestly, at the very but beginning... I think everyone doesn't want to have anything to do with this, so no one admitted that names. they were I At the it. very beginning of this, um, the very beginning is just him, Teddy. 
Rex, oh, you know, Rex, at his house, like kind of like getting ready for the day and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is a delight. This is going to be fun because mm-hmm. it was silly and goofy and funny. And like I could have gotten down with that um, vibe. I think I would have been okay with it. But, but but this movie couldn't decide what it was. And it was like creepy yeah, and weird and actiony and like supposed to be funny kind of i mean i think it was supposed to be funny but it wasn't funny after that very first scene for me there were a lot of issues i think anything just take all the memories you have of reading a critique of a movie ever like and apply them here all of the things that could possibly be wrong or bad in a movie Mm -hmm. were bad in this the tone was wrong the editing was bad the script was bad the acting was terrible the direction was horrible did Mm -hmm. i already say editing I the don't pacing know. was just god awful and all well, over the place. The can I set say that? Deck, everything. Let me say that I have heard that the show Dinosaurs actually deserves some respect. I've heard that too. And I feel like we should revisit it. I know it's not for this podcast because it was, or was it still on it, in 94? It ended, it ended, I think, <gasps> in our timeline. Perfect. Let's watch the end of Dinosaurs. That would be yeah. fun. And it was actually, I I was reading a little I mean, bit I about this. I thought it was just stupid. So did I. Back in the day. But I've heard it's actually better than it than people thought and um, at the time. Yeah. And it's aged better. It and was a good sitcom. It was, yeah. And it was the most expensive and hardest show to produce. Oh, man. That sucks. Because there were actual puppets in there. How, wait, how long was it on? Three or four seasons, I think. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so we're definitely, maybe we should do that for next week. <laughs> or we'll I don't see. know. We have I, to confirm that it's in the timeline. But. I was thinking that we could go back to Drew Barrymore for next week and oh. do Mad Love, which is something that actually some of our listeners want us to do, <laughs> and no one on the face of the earth has ever wanted us to do Theodore Rex or well, or, only or any. They didn't know it existed. No. Well, yeah, exactly. You don't and know what you don't know. A lot of times when people listen to this show, they pick the episodes uh, that have topics that they remember that are you know familiar I mean? to them exactly like right. i think there are we have right. our hardcore fans who listen to every episode god bless you hardcore fans because there's Maybe like fam. three of you who oh, are okay. listening right now you think there are this multiple one. <laughs> <laughs> and guys... like you guys are the best because you you have heard like all the montana stuff and you're like i we love you so much but i also understand there are some people who just listen once in a while and they listen to the episodes that um they're like, oh, I remember that movie. So this one. You don't think anyone's going to listen to this one? I think not. I, well, I think like just a few hardcore fans. That's what I think. Well, if you think about it, that's kind of cool, Jen. Because if you think about like the universe, the vastness of time and space and everything, and all the films that have been made, and all the stories that have been told, and all the things that have been done, and all the thoughts that have been thought. Right. Um, there's nothing really unique out there. But. You three people are probably the only three people to ever listen to these words coming out of my mouth right now. So <laughs> well, you're in a really exclusive you count group. Me, I mean, it's more than three. Let's be fair. Maybe. I, well, I can. I as I'm, you're scrolling through on i iTunes or podcasts or whatever you listen to podcasts on, and you see Theodore Rex, how for how many people is it even going to register as a thing that exists? They're just going to go right by that one. No, they're not. They're going to go, oh, it's I never saw that. I'll listen to that. Okay. Our our fans, I mean. Yeah. What I do think, Three though, of them. what I think is that 
because this has been feeling pretty lonely recently. And I think the reason for that is because we were on hiatus for like almost two years. And so I think even our hardcore fans maybe are not even in the habit of listening to all our episodes yet again. So it's possible that not a single person will ever hear this. (laughs) 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 Which is hilarious. I do hope people listened last week, though, or, or that you listen eventually to um our episode which was the montana reunion um with a very tiny bit of boys on the side um because we had four people from the therapeutic boarding school on and it was really special we did have some sound issues but i think it was still really good i i actually this is funny i listen to all our episodes usually like i edit them I listen through again, and then when they come out, I listen again. It's like a weird thing for me. Like, I need to know. I need to just know what's out there, so I listen to it again. And that one I couldn't listen to all the way through. Really? And I, I think it's because when we have guests on, and especially on that in that situation, um, I was, like, really nervous, and my voice gets kind of high and I get, I don't, I don't like listening to myself. It's really embarrassing. You sounded fine. And I know because I listened to the whole thing, which I normally don't do. Well, I'm sensitive about it, I guess, but. I was um, so nervous about this one, I think. And just having more people on and so mm -hmm. many stories, like it's hard to, to really listen and engage in the moment and have all of that stuff going on sometimes. So there were moments that I listened to, I was like, oh, I didn't really hear that the first time we went through mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's not I like talking listen. to you I'll about listen. some dumb movies, just one-on-one. Right. I'll listen to the rest of it eventually. I don't know. I just, I, it's weird. I don't, I usually don't have a problem listening to us talking, like even, you know, sometimes my own voice bugs me or whatever, but. It was um, really good. In I don't know. Anyway, but it is good. It's it's definitely worth you all listening to. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in the Montana part of the story. Um, and not so much interested in hearing us talk about boys on the side because there's only a couple minutes of that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. You guys have seen the movie or not and you can make up your own mind about it. And this movie we're talking about this week, you have not seen. So right. And so that's fun. You can just not watch it because we don't want to put you through that. But you can just listen to us make fun of it and talk about it a little bit this I week. I guess. This seems like a natural segue. Doesn't it? Right here. Into the talking about the movie. No, that's I not agree. what I was I thinking. I think we should just talk right about the movie and get right in there. So this is the part where you're going to want to skip ahead possibly or put it on two times speed to get through (laughs) what we're doing next oh my god the best thing that happened last week (laughs) in case you haven't heard it (laughs) even if you have heard it was sarah one of our guests who has been on before sarah was like this was the best segment in all of podcasting full stop and then like two minutes later she was like oh not even two minutes i'm realizing that I usually fast forward through a lot of this. <laughs> anyway, okay, are we doing, are we doing? Yes, we're doing, we're doing it. Okay. See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. So first, before I get into today's comic, I have some uh, old business to take care of. Business? Did I just say business? Yeah, I think you did. Okay, I have some old business to take care of. Um, we talked last week with all your friends from Montana 
about access to newspapers during the See and the Funny Papers. Yeah, we did. Segment. Yes, and it was it was really interesting because they said that we had the Christian Science Monitor. Correct, and I did look it up. Oh, I said no. I would do, they do they some have research. Comics? The Christian Science Monitor. Well, why are you saying oh no? Because it if it, if they had comics, then you don't have to hear this ever again. I thought you'd be happy about that. Well, okay. <laughs> Sure. So the Christian Science Monitor um, did have a comic in it. And it had a few comics, but they were all created for the Christian Science Monitor by people that worked for the Christian oh, Science Monitor. Is that what they you're didn't gonna... have syndicated cartoons. Is that what you're doing this week? No, I wish. Oh. Um, I don't know that they had any during the time you were there. The one I could find that they talked a lot about was called The Diary of Snubs, Our Dog. And that ran in the huh. 20s. The 20s? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. But I found a really interesting thing about the comics in the Christian Science Monitor. I can't wait to hear it. Before they started running The Diary of Snubs, Our Dog, um, in the earliest days of the Christian Science Monitor, cartoons were not included. Instead, cartoons published in other newspapers were described in written form. No, they were not. What the fuck were they Are doing? Are you serious? <laughs> yes. So they were doing your segment. Yes. They were doing your segment in the like the nineties. They were no in the early days of oh, the Christian oh, Science so Monitor, like way in the back. early nineteen hundreds. Oh, okay. Still, why would they? Because they didn't have the rights to it I or something. Guess. They didn't want to pay the syndication fees, so they so just they described them described with words. <gasps> Did you find any descriptions? No, I wish. Can you imagine oh, I... opening the Christian Science Monitor and being and like, oh, oh, hold on, wait, I gotta read about peanuts. Micah, you need to find one of those descriptions <laughs> and read it for one of these. That's a really good idea. I'll try. Yeah, that's that would be amazing. I'll oh my, do my god. Best. Because uh, I want to see how similar it is to your descriptions, you know? I can't believe they printed. I mean, I guess they were just desperate for content at That's that point. That's so interesting. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Huh. Um, well, I mean, Something also, I didn't think was funny I was the comic I comic. picked. I, I just want to say real quick that I don't remember the Christian Science Monitor or looking at it ever. So even if we did have it, it doesn't really negate this um, segment, okay. even if it had had comics, which it clearly didn't, I guess. So, so we're going back to a fan favorite. Um, I say that every Are time. We? I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> no, um, you don't. We're talking about Farkas today. Farkas. And I believe the last time we talked about Farkas, which is another weird thing that happened this week. There's so many weird coincidences happening, you guys. Um, the last time we talked about Farkas was when we had our friends from the Finish It podcast on, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Or maybe the first time we talked about Farkas, because I remember that because they both were like, what? Farkas? What the Farkas. fuck is Farkas? Yeah, for they, real. Nobody had ever heard of it. So this week we had some Twitter banter with our friends, Chris and Matt at Finish It. Um, and there was some weird number stuff going on. So check out Twitter if you want. Tweet at me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Farkas this week I'm doing because I couldn't find any comics that were interesting or funny at all. So I chose this thing that I'm going to describe. <laughs> yes. Great. Okay. So it's one panel. You'll be happy to hear. Um, Will I? We're in an office. In the foreground, there's a desk kind of at an angle to us. And there's a man sitting at the desk with a suit and tie on. But his suit doesn't have, there's a lot of detail with the tie and the collar and the the pocket on the front of the suit. But there's no line or anything for like buttons or separating it. So it could be like a jumpsuit suit. 
which would be kind of cool. Just like a one piece. Um, <laughs> uh huh. So he's sitting at his at his desk in a chair, and he's looking up to his right, and his face, his mouth is like a wavy line because huh. he's he's upset. He looks like nervous and oh, embarrassed. Okay, like that emoji with a wavy line mouth. Yeah, it's actually. Like, but you with know. a much, much bigger nose and a tiny little pinhead and glasses. <laughs> cool. Okay. Okay. And he's sitting, he has like a piece of paper in his, in his hands, apparently, that he's holding. He also has a computer on his desk, which consists of a perfect cube. Just like a... <laughs> well, that's what computers were used to be like in the 90s. Yeah, it's on a base that looks like it could rotate. There's a wire coming out of it that somehow disappears behind the... Back of the desk? Oh, no, that's just the line. There's a wire coming out that just stops at the edge of the desk. It doesn't go anywhere. Okay, cool. Um, there's no keyboard or anything else on his desk at all. So maybe huh. it's just a TV? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Or maybe it's just a lamp. Just a big Say TV again. Lamp. TV? Yeah, no. Television? You, you say it like an old person. You say TV? <laughs> it's actually TV. 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 You say it like a like an old okay. old lady. Um, behind his monitor from us, kind of next to him on his cubicle wall, is a bulletin board, and it has a bunch of pieces of paper pinned on there. And above that, he has a cubicle wall that's just like a half wall, you know, that you can see over. There's a person standing there with his hands on the wall, and he's leaning forward. Oh God, that annoying person in the office that's always like, "Hey, want to hear this joke?" Yeah. Um, so he has a long nose. They both have really long noses. This guy mm-hmm. has hair that like it's so they're like liars. five pieces of hair that stick straight up, and he has a little ear on the back of his head. Um, <laughs> wow. Ugh. I think it's it's just he's not it's not like a Picasso or anything. It's just this guy struggles with drawing perspective or angles or whatever. His okay. mouth is open. He's talking. He so also, it's not supposed to be a physical deformity. No, no. It's just the angle we're looking uh-huh, at. Uh-huh. It's weird. Um, <laughs> Man, I wish I could see it. Yeah, well, oh, you can't. That'd be so um, cool. So this guy's talking. His mouth's slightly open. And he's looking down at this guy kind of accusingly. And he says, if that really was a whoopee cushion, let's see it. If that really was a whoopee cushion. Oh, let's see I it. see. Okay. Uh-huh. It's fart joke. Yeah. He oh, farted wait, in the it? office. That's it. That's the whole joke. That's, that's it. it? Yep. Oh. He did a fart. I got excited because I was like, oh, this is like the beginning of a good sort of sketch, you know, like, oh, he's going to try to produce the whoopee cushion. Nope, just one panel. But so we don't know then if there was a whoopee cushion or not. Well, I think we can tell from his like worried emoji face with the, the oh, I see. wavy right, mouth right, that right. he farted and then lied about and it. And then said it was a whoopee cushion. And this guy's calling him on it. Like, okay, oh. if you're tricking yourself with a whoopee cushion, apparently... Or someone put a whoopee cushion in there, show it to me. You know, just it's that fun confrontational humor in the office where somebody farts <laughs> and then somebody else. It's just reminding me of um, a much, much, much better uh, thing, which is the whoopee cushion sketch from I Think You Should Leave. With Tim Robinson. With Tim Robinson. I can't remember if it's season one or two. They all blend together because I've watched all of them so many times. Yeah, go watch that instead oh, of Theodore Oh, God, it's so, f- it's really, really funny. Um, somebody puts a whoopee cushion on his seat and, and he, you know, if you've seen Tim Robinson. He overreacts a bit. He, <laughs> he's, 
Ah, uh, he's my hero right now. I just adore but him. Not, but I don't adore this that's comic not what's that you shared. happening in this comic. Um, Farkle, is it? Farkas. Farkas. Farkle's Farkle a dice a game, game that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Farkas is a non-funny comic that was drawn yeah. in the 90s. So your your sorry, take... Sorry, David Wineglass and Gordon Colehart. Your take is that he did fart then. Oh, I think he ripped one super hard and then was just like, sorry, everyone, someone played a joke on me with a whoopee cushion. But we don't get to see that part, so we don't know. This is all speculation. I mean, what is he supposed to say, though? Like, let's say you did that in an office. Uh Uh-huh. You just rip one really, really loud. Empty out your desk and just walk out the door. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) Don't need to ever face those people again. No job is worth that. That's so weird, though, because think about it. Like, everybody farts, right? So, like, it's funny how embarrassing it is. Like, why (laughs) is it so, why is it such a big deal when everyone does it? I don't know. It's so, it's so funny. But, like, I agree with you. (laughs) If that happened, you're done. You're done there. Like, you you move jobs. Like, you move towns, possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. See ya. Back to Theodore Rex. Yeah. Let's get into my notes. Again, uh, there are also fart jokes in this movie. Also not good. (laughs) Are there? I don't remember. Oh, we'll get into it. I mean, here's the thing. I almost pulled a mask, uh, the mask on Oh, she kept trying to By which I mean, I almost did not finish it. I really... Did not want to finish this movie. She watched it. We watched it separately because we were isolating because she yeah, had COVID. Yeah, because I had COVID. Um, so she was in the bedroom watching it on a laptop. I was watching it in a but, different room at the like, same time. But we like synced it up. Yeah. You know, we were watching it together apart. And she kept texting me like, how about I how go about take a shower? How about if I just go take a shower? And you keep watching this. And he said no. Yeah, I said, said no multiple no. times. No. I mean, I could have just done it. I have free will. But I wouldn't I have even known probably. The consequences... Um, in our relationship might not have been worth it. I think he would have been really, really upset with me. I would me. have been upset if I had found out, but how would I have found out? You were in, you were right next to the bathroom. You would have heard the shower. I may not have noticed. I was so into the movie, just <laughs> engrossed. And you don't take notes worth a shit anyway. So it well, would exactly. have been no different. Okay, that's what I said. That was my argument. I was like, you're going to have to tell me everything that happens anyway. Why can't I just go take a shower? And you're like, no. I didn't want you to miss out on this cultural experience that no one else has had. <laughs> okay, well, I haven't really had it either. And the reason is I did watch it, okay? I watched it all the way through, but I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention because I was um, so upset by the whole situation. I, yeah. I mean, so we watched, let's see, what did we watch? The first, like, 40 minutes or so? One night, and I was like, I'm done with this. I'm going to bed now. Yeah, and we were And then we, we watched the rest of it so, the next night. We were in such despair about yeah, what was happening with our lives. The fact that we lives. had to... That there he, was an hour left. Right. Coming back to it was really painful. And our bodies just shut down. It was and so... Like, no. It was really, really, really awful, you guys. I don't... <laughs> I don't think I can overstate. I think... I think you really need to appreciate what we went through for you, um, oh. our listeners, because I hate this movie. And that's the note I t- Well, here are my notes. Billionaire going to launch missiles. I'm sure Micah will explain that in a Wait, second. you're just going to jump I'm just right in? T- no, I'm telling you just the first few of my notes. The next was, are they the exact same dinosaurs as from the show Dinosaurs, which I already said. 
Um, next note was, I hate this movie. And then the one after that was, I don't just want to say how much I hate this movie because I'd rather talk about things I like, but also this is fucking awful. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to find things that I like in this movie. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Let's talk about the cast because there are a lot of things I like in the movie in that there are actors that I like. Really? Like Bud Court and Whoopi Goldberg? I don't like them in this movie. No, no. 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 But it was an interesting cast. So uh Whoopi Goldberg plays Katie Coltrane, the future's toughest cop. She's a she's part of the grid police. Um we find out later that she's like kind of a cyborg. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't understand that either. We'll she's talk not about a cyborg. That more. Well No, she it's called but like she is kinda. bioware or something. She, like, she has gets shot but doesn't die because it she just goes offline. Yeah, and she like electricity, like blue electricity is drawn on her body and but she's she totally fine. Shakes and then holds really still for a while. Um Yeah, it didn't make sense. She has a headset, she can download stuff to herself. It didn't make sense because they didn't bother to explain it. No, no, at or all. anything else either. Yeah. yeah. Um, Somebody brought dinosaurs back. Yeah, so Teddy. We don't know how or is why. Our hero, basically Theodore Rex or Teddy. Um, he was voiced by George Newbern, and I don't know who that is, but you might because he was in Scandal. Mm, he played who was Charlie he? in Scandal. Charlie, I don't remember Charlie. I guess not. Sorry, um, I'd have to see a picture. Do you have a picture on your phone? No, I don't. Can I just look it up real quick? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know who this guy is? Yeah, he's Charlie. Also known as, probably best known for playing Theodore Rex, voicing Theodore Rex in the movie Theodore Rex. I don't remember him as Charlie because I don't remember Scandal that well. It's been a really long time. But, um, okay, he was in this Disney movie that I had recorded on VHS as a kid. And I can't remember the name of it. And nobody's ever seen it. Uh, But it was like... This is a really good. It was like really he story. plays two different characters that look like they're not brothers or twins or anything, but they just happen to look just alike. And so they decide to switch identities, and one of them is a rock star, and one of them isn't, and they switch identities, and um, it was fucking great, and I loved it so much. Weird. And does anybody know what I'm talking about out there? If you do, I swear, I will give you. I, mean, I don't know. Whatever you want. I'm sure you could. F- I I mean, before you promise that, you could just also look it up. I'm sure it's, it's on IMDb. It's possible that now it's on IMDb and I probably haven't tried to find it in like the, the last 20 years. But it's, I know that when I have tried to find it before, I couldn't find it's it. It's been hard. Huh. Uh, but I watch that movie all the time. Anyway, yes, I know who that guy is. Yeah. So he plays Theodore Rex, our hero, I guess. If you're into rooting for idiots that are in bad movies. Um, I liked Theodore Rex. He's adorable. He loves cookies. He has a long tail and he likes to like knock and things over with things it. he hits things with the tail. He, sometimes he accidentally, sometimes on purpose. taps people on the shoulder with his tail it's to make so them look funny. that way. He touches women's butts with it. Oh, and it's then, so funny. And then they look at the waiter next to them yeah. and blame the waiter and then really throw good. their champagne in his face. It's really it's, good. I don't remember his that. His tail's just in the way all the time. He has to ride in special vehicles because his tail has to fit. You know what I thought was really funny was how um, how much you could tell Whoopi Goldberg was like, fuck this. Oh, and, yeah. And, it, and some of it is like... I'll get to that. I know. But some of it is like her character... But it's not. You can totally tell yeah. that she's like, I <laughs> like fuck this movie. 
I am so beyond this movie. Uh, like, how come I have to be doing this? And that's I all was of us, Whoopi. All I of us feel that way. That, I was thinking that from the very beginning, and then you told me yeah. how Let's much... Let's just get through the cast. Oh. Okay. Bud Court from Harold right. and Maude. Yeah. Um, and, and lots of other things, yeah. but, but he'll always just be Harold and Maude to me. What's the Wes Anderson movie? Yeah. Um, don't... Uh, Life Aquatic. Yes, he was in Life Aquatic. He yeah. was great in Life Aquatic. He is great in that. Um, he's not so great in this. He plays Spinner. It's some sort of well, little he, henchman guy. He's fine. He plays the character well. He's like unhinged and but crazy and weird. he has like a and... weird voice that he does and it's yeah, not... It's just, it, uh, it's it's just that it doesn't... Like, his character to me felt like out of something like Clockwork Orange or like something yeah, really fit. creepy and weird. Uh, uh, Mr. Edge... We shook him off. We're lucky we're still breathing. <laughs> I, this was, you said this is supposed to be a children's movie? Yeah. I, I couldn't, it felt to me like it just couldn't decide. Like there were moments. I mean, there are dinosaur puppets in it, Jen. I know. And those, the parts like with silly old Teddy felt like a kid's movie. But then you go to Spinner and the like, the They're billionaire like and the henchman and it's like, and, Jesus, yeah. what? Um, Carol Kane was also in this. As a voice. She voices Molly Rex, which they're not related. They're just the same kind of dinosaur, so they have the same last name. That's important because they're, they're into each other. Yeah, they are. Um, Richard Roundtree, also known as Shaft. He plays the police mm-hmm. commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um, Juliet Landau plays a doctor. She's Elazar Kane's doctor, which I'll talk about Elazar Kane in a second. Um, and I recognized her, but I didn't know why. Apparently, she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer which I didn't huh. really watch, but she was Drusilla in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I think is a big character. I've only watched a little bit of that show. Um, I've watched like the first season. I would like to go back to it. So nobody yell at me about how I haven't watched it. Okay, please. Thank you. Um, Peter McKenzie plays Alex Summers, who's who works for the police commissioner, but is also working with Ella's Arcane, who's the big bad villain, um, to sabotage things. Mm. Uh, he, Peter McKenzie, is the boss in Blackish. The, like, oh right, yes, yes, the dumbass. Yeah. He's very funny on Blackish. Yeah. Yes, um, Armin Mueller Stahl plays Elazar Kane. Did you recognize Elazar Kane? I... Jen? Oh, Elazar Kane, the billionaire. Yeah, he's the like the billionaire who cloned dinosaurs and created yeah, yeah, this yeah. whole world. Yeah, I did recognize him, but I couldn't place where. Was he in like Days of Our Lives or something like that? I don't think so. Oh, um, he's a German actor. Who was in tons of was stuff? He in Strange Brew or something? No, he was in tons of stuff in Germany. The way you're and he's looking, been in things for years. You have this like gleeful look on your face. He, you love this character. He. Okay, wait. Don't tell me. Let me think about it for a little bit first. Go on with your. There's no. Well, the next thing I was going to say was who he is. So. Well, I wanted to talk about the guy, his other henchman, the long-haired dude oh, that looks Edge? like he came stumbling out of the crow. Like, yeah, yeah. was he in the crow? Because that's what he looked. I he don't looked know. like he accidentally showed up at the wrong movie set, <laughs> and like he's like, "Is this not the crow?" Well, he oh, has well. really long hair. And he has like a he trench looks... coat, and he and he's always shooting people. Yeah. Who is that guy, though? I don't know. Nothing? Nobody? He's been in other stuff. He looked really familiar to me. Okay, I don't know. I can't place the... Who is he? So, Armin Mueller-Stahl played a character named Helmut in Night on Earth. Oh! With Yo-Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Giancarlo Esposito. No, really? Yeah. God, that guy's in everything. <laughs> I know. He's been coming up a lot lately. Yeah, we just watched Smoke. He was in that. 
And we've been watching Better Call Saul, so yeah. he's in that as well. He's yeah, he's he's very good, and he but he looks different. He looks so different to me in every movie. Well, the, these Maybe, were a long time ago. I know that. All right, so I want to go back to something you said about this movie and how Whoopi Goldberg didn't want to be there. Oh yeah, tell me that story because then I have something to say also. So this movie I mentioned it went direct to video. Um, it became the most expensive direct to video film ever made at the time of its release. I think that's probably still true. But I don't know. Actually, with inflation maybe, but there are probably some really expensive direct-to-video movies coming out right now. Um, right now? Well, yeah. How do you, like, things that don't go to the theaters? Like, a lot are of that stuff has make... happened recently. Well, like, like, what? Like, Netflix movies? Or... Or... Yeah. But those are designed to be... Right. This was like, oops, we fucked right. up. Right. I don't think that happens anymore. So... It's like, movies are... Right? I mean, I don't know. It must still happen, I, I don't guess. Know. Is there a big DVD market out there still? Yeah, no. That's Blu-ray? what I'm saying. It's like either you make it for the big screen or you make it for the small screen. So Whoopi Goldberg uh, apparently made a verbal agreement to be in this film in like, 1993. <laughs> in like 1993. Um, <laughs> at some point, oh. she read the script and uh-huh. realized... And loved it. Hot pile of garbage. <laughs> I'm not going to be in this fucking thing. So she tried to back out and the producer <laughs> sued Whoopi. her. Oh my God. She agreed to be in this movie for $5 million, verbal agreement. The producer sued her for $20 million. What? Yeah. Did she actually have to pay or did she just... No, she settled. She was like, I'll they, be in the movie. They settled and she said, but you have to pay me more. So she got paid $7 million to be in this movie. God, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel so bad for her anymore. So, um, I'd like to get paid $7 million for something. When a lot of the actors read the script and were talking about the movie with the producers and as they're doing pre-production, they all thought that the dinosaurs were going to be CGI because that was a big thing. It was starting to Uh become used and everything. They were not CGI. They They were puppets that apparently did not work. What do you mean? Were they not people in the suits? There were people in the suits, but they're like puppeteers and they, you know, they have little motorized bits for their eyes and other things mm-hmm. that they can control and they didn't work. They Ooh. were like broken all the time. <laughs> they couldn't get them yeah, figured out. that fits. So Whoopi was super frustrated, which you can see. Um, you can, absolutely. And I mean, she can play it off as like, as if it's part of her character because her character is kind of like that. I guess, but honestly, you can really see that it's beyond that. Like, it's, yeah. it, she's just like, fuck this. Duh. And you can see that it, the suits weren't working the way they wanted to because since there's just a voice doing the, the dinosaur parts, they could just add whatever dialogue they wanted. So they added a ton of stuff because he couldn't express emotions or yeah, do anything the really, right way. He's like narrating everything he's doing. It feels like a B movie. It's Except so bad. that's why I'm so amazed that they spent so much money on it because it really feels, it feels like a B movie. It just feels like yeah. There are weird things that don't make any sense that they don't try to explain. There are also just huge mistakes that they left in because they were like, we can't fix this in the editing room. They were changing lines like as they were shooting and sending them up to the actors, which the like human actors were really frustrated with. But the thing about recording the dinosaurs dialogue that's like spoken out loud, they also did that a few times with Whoopi Goldberg and other people, but it doesn't sync up in the scenes and they didn't even try to hide it. It was just like 
that she didn't say that. She her mouth wasn't even open. Why mm. are there sounds coming out? I feel like that out? happens. I feel like that happens in so many movies, though. I mean, they do they do a lot of ADR in movies, and like Arrested yeah. Development is one that I always a see. A lot of times, it's really but obvious. Yeah, they hide it because it's like the person Kinda. isn't facing the camera. And you can tell still, yeah. but they try to hide it. In this one, they didn't even fucking bother. Uh, it's yeah. just like straight on Whoopi Goldberg's face and her mouth isn't even open and she says something. Can <laughs> it's I? Like, what the fuck is happening? Can I just talk about my experience watching this film now? Please. I, just a thing that I did after you told me I wasn't allowed to go take a shower because you're... This is how our life is, guys. Like, I have to ask permission to do anything, and he says no. What? And I'm just, like, unshowered. Um, And so <laughs> I'm sitting there. Okay, you're making me sound like some weird, like, abusive person because you're asshole. angry at this movie. <laughs> He's really not. Only when it comes to making me watch things for this stupid <laughs> podcast. No, but so after Micah refused to let me take a shower... <laughs> Not funny. I was Didn't happen. There. It absolutely did happen. And I was sitting there in my room by myself and I was like breathing through it. I was like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to get through, which is funny. Okay. So I, a little context, I have, I had been in bed for several days by this point with COVID. I've yeah, been so isolating in my room. By in breathing, bed. you mean like gasping and horking no, up your no, lungs. No, no, no. No, but my point is I had been isolated in my bed for several days. And so you would think like any entertainment I would be grateful for, right? Like it's it's something to do while I'm sitting in bed. Um, but instead, the only way that I could get through watching this movie was that I I was sitting there. I'm not kidding about this. I created a scenario in my mind <laughs> where this was the last movie on earth oh my god i'm not kidding i was sitting there like okay what what like mindset can i put myself in in order to get through this and that's where i landed i was like okay all other movies have been destroyed we're in some sort of apocalyptic situation maybe i'm on or maybe i'm on a desert island and this is the only movie i have with me to watch and i love it i love it and i watch it over and over again and that's what i was telling myself to get through it and it didn't help much. That sounds way worse than the actual thing that was happening where you just had to watch it one time. And I know. not even really pay I know, attention. But I, I can't explain it to you, Micah. But like, <laughs> I, it, it, it was the only way I could like justify to myself that I was watching this. You know, I had to think like, okay, I had to put myself in a situation where I wanted to be watching it and it made me happy to watch it. Did it work? No, 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 oh, no. okay. Well, it worked for like five minutes. And mm. then I just started playing <laughs> games on my phone. And I don't know what happened in the movie. Okay, let me just recap it really quickly for you. Um, <laughs> it's the future. And there are cops. And one of them is Whoopi Goldberg. Also, there are dinosaurs that are human-sized. Haven't we already said all this? Roughly. And they walk around and upright and they talk. And they like cookies a lot and sweets. And they wear human clothes. And this is not explained. Um, Elazar Kane is a billionaire who cloned dinosaurs and brought them back. And he also yep. clones people. It's like Jurassic Park without any science or right. any attempt at 
explaining uh, why or explaining how. Or, or, or making actual dinosaurs. And it's also unlike Jurassic Park in that Jurassic Park is way more realistic. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they, by, yeah, they, they didn't try to make dinosaurs. They, huge. <laughs> they tried and to make puppets. For some reason, this guy decided, let's bring dinosaurs back, but have them be smaller and talk to us. And they right, also, which they don't explain how that happened no. either. <laughs> they also have uh, some like psychic connection where they can feel each other's feelings. The dinosaurs, yeah, which well, is that's not explained why... and not used, other than in one instance. Like at the very beginning, it's all black and white. I was like, "Is this a movie within a movie?" There's a crawl from the bottom of the screen explaining what's happening and a narrator reading it. I was like, "Is this an old movie? What's happening?" And this butterfly comes and lands on the dinosaur's face. Uh-huh. And then and the then dinosaur explodes. blows up. And Teddy feels it. That's how this whole thing happened. That's how Teddy ends up being her partner, right? Because yeah, he, he, he was the one the who knew department. it happened. And he... Yeah. All the dinosaurs felt it, apparently. But they don't use this psychic connection later for anything. They never really talk about it. They don't explain any of it. Um, at the same time, there's another murder that happens. There's a clone, a human clone, who gets run over by a truck that Whoopi Goldberg stops and then tries to save, but the truck gets away or blows up and everybody gets away. Um, both of the things that were murdered, the dinocide, the dinosaur oh, yeah, that was yeah, killed, dinocide. and the person that was killed, both worked for Ella's Arcane, they found out later. So yes, the two cases are connected mm-hmm. and they make Teddy a detective and partner him up with the toughest cop in the future, Woody Goldberg. Yeah, okay. sorry, Katie Coltrane. Are we done with the plot? Well, no, that's just the intro. Oh, my God. Okay, but, like, <laughs> so, who cares? Like, what happens? Another reason, for more unknown reasons that aren't really explained, um, Elazar Kane has a plan to launch a missile. Yeah, that, that's, that from the very beginning, that's what we know. Create an ice age. That's right. That's right. That's what his... He's trying to kill all the soft skins, which are humans. Yeah. He's trying to kill all all of humanity except himself. And some other humans that are going to go on his arc where he has, like, all these things frozen. Like, he one has, of every species. It's, it's Noah's Ark, yeah. And he's going to... Two of every species. I don't know how... Yeah. I don't know how a missile... He launches this missile and it's painted in like bright camouflage kind of weird patterns. Just like everything in the movie. It's like yeah. it was from old sets from Batman and Robin or something. But mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was just shitty and they painted everything or bright like colors. like the Muppets. Yeah. It was so weird. Anyway, the, the missile Somehow labeled, the missile is going to cause an ice age. Yeah. And it has a mouth on it like old fighter jets. They launch it. Uh, of course, Teddy stops it. Um, and that's when... He like throws a rope and pulls Ella's arcane out of this jeep, and the car then. This sounds exciting. I don't remember this. <laughs> Ella's arcane isn't even driving it, but he pulls Ella's arcane out of the passenger seat with a rope, and then the car goes out of control because that's what happens when a when the driver when your passenger is pulled out, and it drives through a sign of Ella's arcane, which is just like a fabric billboard. Uh huh. But as soon as the car touches that fabric and tears through it, it oh, explodes. Oh, it, it blows up. Oh, yeah, that's at the end, right? Near the end? Because I wrote, at least somebody got to blow something up. That's your explosion. That was it. There's also rollerblades in this movie. Oh, more Um, rollerblades. Lots of rollerblading. Oh, didn't notice that either. I was playing solitaire on my phone. The first guy in the very first scene that gets killed, like Adam or whatever, the clone human, he Mm -hmm. is on rollerblades being chased down by a truck. 
Uh-huh. And then there's a whole scene with a bunch of kids playing like roller hockey. Uh-huh. And they're all on rollerblades. Yeah, I believe you. And you missed all of that. You're looking at me like you're going to spark my memory and you you know that that's not how it works. My memory doesn't spark. Well, nothing sparked in this movie either. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Um So they they pair up Teddy and Whoopi Goldberg to try to solve this mystery and Whoopi says because she's a, a speciesist, they say, um, dinosaurs are like second-class citizens in this future, right, apparently. Yeah. Uh, she, her whole contribution to the He's scene... He's a dinosaur. Is, yeah, but you're a dinosaur. He's a dinosaur. But you're a dinosaur. You're a dinosaur. You're a dinosaur. She says it like nine times yeah. in that scene. He's a dinosaur. Come on, Coltrane. He graduated from the academy just like you did. <sighs> It's a dinosaur. You're not a speciesist, are you? <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. It's good. She's flustered. She keeps turning around and walking stuff. away. Um, great work. You know, okay. Is there more? There's one other thing I want to talk about. Okay. To, well, it's his clothes. Teddy's clothes. Oh, God. Like the scene where they put him in all those different outfits? Yeah. So I, he, why? he wears like a fuzzy turtleneck sweater thing, like a high neck sweater and like a jacket through most of the movie and he has on shoes they show his shoes a couple times they look like converse but you but know they how, have like all the different you know how t-rexes have three big toes mm-hmm. that stick out it's like three pairs of converse stuck together into yeah. one they it's have, kind of funny kinda i mean like it was a funny little detail i was really confused when i saw it um so at one point they try to make him look more like a cop yeah. So they take him up to the supply, like meet me in the supplies area or whatever, and they go up and he stands on this thing that looks like a Star Trek transporter yeah, and teleporter there's somebody thing. who pushes like this magic button and it just changes oh, his God. outfits into like crazy shit over This and is over. the one time they I don't used like, CGI. Remember when yeah. they could morph things in the 90s and it was the coolest thing ever? Yeah. So he's standing there and his outfits just morph into each other, except... Okay, I wrote it down. He does, he's dressed like a, you know, the the opera, like, Viking hat, horn yeah, Viking yeah, hat. That's yeah. not accurate. This is not undercover. Push the button. He's dressed in that, so he starts, like, singing, singing opera. opera. Uh-huh. Then he has a sombrero on, so he starts talking. He like, speaks in, like, a Mexican accent. Yeah. Ella, undercover, por favor, please. <laughs> and then he has a Hawaiian shirt on, so he starts singing like... Like a ukulele song. Yeah. Undercover, now! And then he has like a kilt and a bagpipe, so he has a Scottish accent. Because uh-huh. that's what happens when you change clothes, you guys. Yeah. I'm getting a wee bit of breeze in my lowlands, lassie. Work with me, will ya? Mm-hmm. You get an accent. Um, it's all very bad. And then they land on a leather okay, so, jacket and a hoodie, which was essentially his outfit before. Yeah. I couldn't tell whether he was doing those voices to be funny because he's Teddy Rex or if, if like it was part of the outfit change that he couldn't even control it and he just now spoke like that. Yeah, it was not. It explained. wasn't clear. It was weird and bad. Um, so they used CGI for that scene and it mm-hmm. probably cost half the budget of the movie. The other half went to Whippy Goldberg. And paint for like neon paint <laughs> and some puppets that didn't work. I just know that I, I would have been horrified by this movie as a kid. I would not have liked it. I would have found it 
really disturbing and scary, but that's like a lot of sort of Jim Henson style things. Not that this was Jim Henson, but you know, it had it had that sort of um well, it did see this is the thing. It it's not like The Dark Crystal, which is dark as fuck all the way through, right? It's like there are moments that felt disturbing and dark to me. Kinda. I mean, I didn't really. I don't know why. I just know that for as a kid, I would have found them. Yeah. Disturbing. There like, was a weird little character that popped up at one point. There was like a bag sitting on the table, and there was a little purple puppet oh that my popped God, out, and what his the eyes fuck was were different that? sizes, and he he looked like one of the like Beetlejuice characters. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Who are you? I'm the guy from the bag. But, yeah, like they were going for. But he was way shittier and didn't. Like, only his mouth moved, and they just turned the whole puppet. I mean... Uh, Sometimes. What it was I, so What bad. I kept thinking about, and what I kind of landed on in the end, was somebody came up with this idea, and <laughs> they went for it. Yeah. You know, they took a swing, and it didn't turn out well, but they took a swing, and they tried, and I, I'm sure that whatever their vision was was something different than how it turned out. Yeah. I mean, um, I do have to say though, it's it was a, it's a it bad was a premise. big swing. It's it a was terrible a big premise, <laughs> and then they followed it up by not Listen, executing I, it well. I'm trying to say something positive. I'm trying to mm. say something that's not just bashing this movie. Well, the director of this film never made another film. <laughs> oh, and he got really angry after the release because he blamed the studio for um, not marketing it correctly. Yeah. I think there were a few other problems. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, they took a swing, took a big old swing, and they And they weren't even holding a bat. And they fell down, and they got dirt all in their pants. But at least they tried, you know? They're out there trying. I always appreciate people who are out there trying to do creative things, and... This was creative. is what they were doing. You cannot deny that it was creative. It was a creative idea, um... That just like wasn't it, it just fully formed. Or, yeah, I guess, or executed well, yeah. or, or I don't know what, but um, they tried and failed. And failure is part of learning. I also heard that they wanted Kurt Russell initially for the Katie Coltrane character, hmm. probably with a different name. But um, I think that would have been better honestly they went with Whoopi Goldberg because they wanted a bigger star yeah is what I read at the time she was she like was huge. huge I know well, she was on fire we talked about it last week like she's a fucking legend and um I I say I think it would have been better just because I could see Kurt Russell going with it <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> like he would he would roll with it more like yeah. he would make it funnier like she her lines like that were supposed to be funny just weren't funny because uh, she, was she wasn't so her off. heart was just not in it you know Painful. she did say in a later interview that that's the only movie she's ever made that she regrets wow really yeah. damn I need to know all of the movies she ever made I thought there was one funny-ish line in the movie oh, okay um, well, I said it to you at the time. I mm. texted you when we were watching it separately. I said, oh, hey, yeah. a funny line. And it took you like a I minute or two it. to respond. And you were I was like, like what? was it though? Which one was it? It was when he said, you seem like a nice, mean lady. Yep. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And it was like, I was like, oh, that was kind of funny. 
That you was know, it. it was near the end of the, it was almost the end of the movie, and it was that doctor lady that you yeah. talked about who was in what was she in? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Uh, he was talking to her. You know, like, he seemed like a nice, mean lady. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, finally something hilarious. No, it wasn't hilarious, but it was kind of like a cute, funny line, I it thought. Could I'm have been. serious. Yeah. I'm being serious. It was one, the one second I experienced of like, oh, that's there was funny, also um, there were a lot of jokes about and gags that they kept planting throughout the movie about how bad Teddy's breath was. Oh my God, that joke wasn't funny. And there's Not a ever. scene where they, they have to go track down the toy maker or something. There's a lot of like, Kind of Blade Runner-ish references. Yeah, the, the, that's the thing. They're not, they have no idea what they are or what they're going for. If they would have committed to a Blade Runner type thing, it would have been much better. Right. There's a scene where Katie goes to this like food market thing and it's kind of like you're trying to make it look like Blade Runner, but yeah. it's not. It's too yeah. bright and it's, it's weird. It's supposed to be, She yeah. says that she's more human than human, which is a line from, it's like. Oh, it's really? Like the, it's the motto like the tagline? of the company in Blade Runner. Really? Um, and it's from the story. So they can steal that like that? Well, they're just referencing it. Um, and then, yeah, there's this toy maker that they go see, and he makes weapons in this, and they blow up the whole building. But then they find him, and they need him to talk because he's their only suspect. Like, he knows stuff. He made the butterfly that blew up. Uh-huh. Um, so they want to find out who he's working for. So to do that, Teddy breathes on him. Oh my gosh, and he just so laughs because that's not bad enough. But then he sits on him and farts on him a bunch. Oh, that's right. And yeah. that gets him, that almost gets him to, to tell them. But then Teddy, they tie him up and Teddy screams at him and says he's going to eat him. That's when he's like, oh, okay, I'll tell you. Yeah. Because he doesn't eat meat anymore. Yeah. He eats, he's a vegetarian now. He's reformed or whatever. I yeah. don't know. It's, the thing is, this movie is like, they took a word salad, right? And they tossed it, and they tossed it out of the bowl, and they threw it all over the place, and they just let it play where it lied. Yeah, good... And they did the same thing with the plot. They did a plot salad <laughs> and a word salad, and they tossed them all together, and they were like, here it is. Wait. Let it lie. Let it play the ball where it lies. Oh, yeah. Let it lie for a long time. The pacing... The, some of the scenes were so the pacing long. had to do with where it landed There's in a the scene salad where Molly and Theodore are dancing in his apartment, and it's like five minutes long yeah. of them spinning around and dancing and making weird grunting noises and yeah. laughing. Okay, can we? Are we please done we're with done. this? My we're God, done. you have a lot to say about this movie for hating it so much. There were so many just unexplained, weird, shitty things. Yeah, and yeah, and let's not talk about any more of them. Please. Okay. Okay, good. Well, we're done with Theodore Rex. Do you want to talk about um, dinosaurs in Montana? Because there are a lot of fossils there. Now I'd like to talk about how we're going to go back to things that people have heard of and people have seen or listened to. Um, So we're doing Mad Love next week. I'll go to the library and see if they have it on VHS. Okay, you do that and I'll go ahead and stream it. And um, yeah, we have other stuff to talk about. We have... Lots of other stuff to talk about. I'm not sure if I have a Montana thing to discuss this week. Um, Last week was all Montana. Did you find any fossils while you were out digging like fence post holes or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually discovered a whole new um, 
dinosaur. Really? Was it a... Surprise, I didn't tell you that. Human-sized um, uh-huh. T-Rex that yeah. talked? Yeah, it had, it had, it wore clothes. Uh-huh. It had um, a leather jacket and jeans and these like three-pronged converse sort of shoes. Were they like fossilized right on the bones? Yeah, yeah, wow, they amazing. were right on the bones. Um, yep. No, I never found any fossils. Hmm. Um, I've not, no, I didn't. I did see a lot of deer when I was out there doing, uh, like on work crew. Um, I'll tell this little story. It's a lovely little story. I don't know if I've told it before. Who cares? Uh, when I was on work crew, so I was put on work crew. I was out there for about six weeks. What that means is I was out doing hard labor alone all day, every day. Chopping wood and. No, I had specific tasks. So I Mm. was doing, um, I started with digging stumps out of the ground, big ass stumps. There was this one giant stump that took me like a week to get out of the ground. That's fucking hard and it sucks. It's really hard. Um, but then also you feel like super accomplished when you get it done. Right. So there is that. Uh, but it was supposed to be a metaphor for stubbornness. I was stubborn like a stump, I guess. <laughs> they're so lucky they had all those stumps out there. Oh, they're so lucky they had all these girls yeah. to clear out the stumps in the area that they wanted to make a corral, which is what I ultimately ended up doing. And the but reason just... they wanted that done is because there was a pregnant horse that was going to have a foal. And so I created that whole space, which was really like, I'm proud of that. And it was cool. But also it's like, they just had us do the jobs they wanted done around the yeah, but think Campus. about all the hard work they had to do thinking of the metaphors to justify yeah, it. Yeah, right. Anyway, so um, there was this one night, maybe more than one, but one in particular that I remember where I was out there and I had just been like crying by the side of my hole next to this stump. And I was like... <laughs> crying by the side of my hole. Like That's I was sitting on the side so of my sad. stump hole. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the hole around the, that I had dug around the stump to try to get in there. And I was just crying and I'm out there and it's like getting late at night um and the the sun starts to set and it's this beautiful sunset this one night and um all these deer came out like I mean more deer than I've ever seen together before like probably 10 or 12 deer and they come out in the pasture and they start dancing I swear to god they did some sort it was they were probably playing or I don't know what they were doing it's sunset time i don't know what deer do at sunset you know apparently they dance they did they danced and like frolicked they frolicked around and danced and you know deer are so graceful and beautiful and it was really it was a really beautiful like humbling thing to witness Hmm. and so there you go there's a lovely little story about montana montana is a beautiful place i mean it really is it really is but it's also a place where no one can hear you scream. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you're wow. really like... <laughs> that took a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was trapped between two mountain ranges in the middle of nowhere. Like, you know? Yeah. So. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you very much. We appreciate you. Um, please write a review if you haven't. Tell a friend about us. Um, you could also become a patron if you really wanted to. And thanks to Graham McRae for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. See you in the, in the 90s. 90s. He's a dinosaur. Come on, Coltrane. He graduated from the academy just like you did. He's a dinosaur. You're not a speciesist, are you? <laughs> Give me results by prime time tomorrow. 
and I'll double your regular commissions. It's a dinosaur! Come on! Hey, Coltrane, straighten up and fly right. This is your chance for a comeback. Don't blow it. He's a dinosaur! <laughs> uh, look up. <clears throat> uh, as long as we're partners, uh, why don't we make the best of it, huh? <laughs> hmm? You're a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs>